everybody, and welcome back to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me are my two dudes, my homies, my G's. We have Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? I just want to say, with regards to how last week's show ended, I am 38 <laughs> years old. I am six feet tall, 185 pounds. I love long walks on the beach, yes. horror games, movies, science fiction. Mm. Hit me up. Super single. Super, super broken engagement. And on the other side is another one that's on the way to divorce. Uh, that's Taylor Allen. How are you, Taylor? My wife also left me. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> we're single all up in here. And I threw up right before the show. So there we are. We're all having great days. Just winning. winning we're, we're, we're just a bunch of winners. One of those is true. The other two are not. You decide which one you is true. Figure out which one. You, you just got to figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, this is the Crossplay Podcast. This is the internet's number one <laughs> video game news podcast starring three people. You have no idea who they are. The show posts each and every Tuesday on your favorite podcast service of choice on youtube.com slash dual screens TV every Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, depending on when I could edit it and records live on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams every Tuesday night at 9 PM Eastern. And boy, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe on our YouTube channel, if you would give us thumbs up, if you would share the episodes with your friends, but we, that's not the only content we have here. We do so much shit over there on the YouTube, but we also do a ton of stuff that you would that we do something very specific that I think you guys would all love and that is we interview developers of video games and this past Friday we had a hell of a show Andy why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers all about that show real quick oh yes we had the boys from wide right games talk about their newest release what the dub a 12 player party game where you have to input lines uh, in bad old movies and PAs and commercials and the funniest shit wins and it's very it. simple very effective and it's very awesome and speaking of which Steven yes you want to go into why this is very relevant tonight well listeners that are listening live right now are going to have a yeah. chance to win we're giving away three copies of what the dub right here during the show but not only that oh not only that there's more Throughout the week, we will be giving away three more codes. You could follow Andy on Twitter to win yours, possibly, maybe. Go to, well, at PantsGuy, but follow us at dual underscore screens. That's where we're going to give it away on dual screens. So, But Andy is going to be browsing the dual screens Twitter and is going to find, it's going to craft a perfect tweet to give it away. And you're going to, and you're going to do it that way. Now, the other way that you can win another code is you could follow me on twitch.tv slash batchild and I'm going to give it away during one of my streams this week. Which one? I'll let you know on Twitter um, on uh, at batchild and then perjure over there. Taylor is going to do the same thing. Okay. Give it away on one of his streams this week. So give it away. Give it away. Go follow him at twitch.tv slash it's perjure to win another copy of the game. So we're giving away six copies of this video game ladies and gentlemen but that's that's not all the only thing that we give away because some things we give away for a cost for a small fee for as little as one dollar is it really a giveaway i mean you're giving something to someone Mm -hmm. but it's for money Mm -hmm. you understand sure yes yes what we have Where were we? Sorry, <laughs> listeners, what, what, if this what is... Were you, what were you reading? The, I don't remember, but we uh, we had some technical difficulties with the stream, and there it goes. Now it is it is losing quality again. It is losing oh, quality yeah, again. Is. You bet it is. What is going on? <sighs> I don't know. This is the cursed show. The cursed show is here. 
when I hit record, it bumped up. Maybe it, that's why you vomited, Stephen, because something in your body knew knew that this was this was it. This was the case. Something's gonna happen. Something's okay. Right. Well, I'm just gonna go with it. Anyway, hi right. listeners, welcome back, viewers. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, what I was trying to say is, if you want to support us on Patreon so that we can get equipment that doesn't fail us every single day, go to Patreon. The sales pitch. Go the to Patreon. Far was the sales pitch for the Patreon. Correct. Patreon.com/slash/nds podcast, just like our Patreon producers. Colton the Apprentice Nestler, Vegas Girl on Fire, and FNH Paul. Thank you so much for your support. We cannot, cannot continue to grow without all of your support. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, all right. So why don't we get into our favorite segment? It's the Adventures in Gaming. 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 Um, let's start with uh, Andy. What have you been playing? Speaking about cursed shit. I'm playing some cursed, some cursed shit. Some old shit and some translated mm, shit. Don't like that. So cursed shit is Oddworld on PS5, Soulstorm. Uh, I played the same level about six times now. And I'm not yeah. sure what's going on. The first time was my bad. I was a big idiot. I hit restart level instead of restart checkpoint. Mm. Like more than halfway through. I was like, fuck, that's a lot of work. Whatever. I'll just do it again. Uh, then... I realized that you can't really backtrack in that game to rescue dudes. It's like uh, if you if you can't get them in that spot that they're in, and you leave the map, they're just gone forever. Yeah, and the, and you can't. We can go back and get them, but if you progress to the end, you it's just over. There's no like, oh, I'll find the path half hour from now. It's like it's you gotta do it there essentially. So I was doing really well. And about, again, right where I was the last time when I did the whole restart level shit. And I backtracked to get some dudes. Because I watched the videos. Okay, I'll do it all in one shot. I rescue all the guys. So when I backtracked, I triggered some sort of scripted thing where you get, like, bombed on from, like, underneath and above and up your ass and up your crack and all the fun places. And mm. it fo- it followed me all the way to the beginning of the level. I couldn't even leave. <laughs> getting bombed at from, like, the get-go. Was that was that the level that like there you have to like protect them as they're crawling up behind you and like no, there's the no I did that one that wasn't so okay. bad this one is appropriately named Sorrow Valley because I have a lot of sorrow playing this fucking level okay so did I restart there cool all right it's my third time now I know where things are and get there pretty quickly went into a cave got out and there was a sniper that glitched into like the background and he kept hitting me on the head oh my god as I left. And came back. So I'd restart, leave, get zapped. That's so dumb. So I was like, am I legit? Can I start again? <laughs> and I did. And right now, as we speak, I'm stuck yet again. There's like some red laser shit that I've turned off all the switches. Right. And the one that's in my way isn't turned off. And I've watched like six videos at this point, And I'm doing nothing wrong. And I'm just stuck. I'm like... Okay, that's gonna be a restart. So loving that game, it's amazing. By the way, except for all that bullshit, um, I played a lot of Crash Bash. Remember that game for PS One? No, it was like Naughty Dog and someone trying to look at Mario Party shit with Crash and didn't go over too well. And I realized why. Imagine Mario Party, but like it's the same five games with slight variations on them for the whole game. Mm. Mm. Not fun. No, that doesn't sound. I'm playing it, but I'm playing it uh, in bed when I'm bored at nighttime. And uh, 
the last thing I'm playing is there was a game that was Japan only for the PS1. It was called Mazurna Falls. After a bajillion years of waiting, someone made an official translation for it to English. Mm. So, I, so I downloaded that shit. Of course you did. Patched, patched that shit. It is lovely. It did, is. Did you sing some pirate shanties while you were doing it? I, I did, yeah. If you ever watched Twin Peaks or played, um, what's that fucking game? Daily Premonition? Yeah. It's a lot like that, but it's hmm. in charming PS1 graphics. It's super quirky. And it was one of the first open world games ever developed and released. I want what does yeah. an open world look like on PS1? Oh, just it's trippy. A lot of it's just brown. It's just there's so much <laughs> there's so much freedom. Like you wouldn't think like the map would stop or I can't go past a certain point, but it's just all there. Yeah. It's a little jarring yeah. that that was available back like all those years ago mm. but that's that's what i've been playing lately that's it cool mm-hmm. taylor what have you been playing handsome uh i have been playing shit that i'm enjoying way more than it sounds like the games that andy has been playing and not enjoying um a lot more outriders game's cool um it seems like that game kind of got mixed reception since mm-hmm. it's come out i'm really enjoying it personally still um so big fan there, but new game to me that came out last year uh, is Ghost of Sushi Mama. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, Look at you. It was on sale so uh, for the PlayStation Spring Sale, mm-hmm. so I grabbed it. Uh, I've played a lot of that game. I have not done a lot of missions, mm-hmm. running around finding the foxes, mm-hmm. following these yellow birds, getting uh, naked. Yes, as you should. Yep. I'm I'm doing that killing, hot sauna fun. Yeah, I'm killing bandit leaders sure. and stuff. As, like, as you should, yeah. Chopping bamboo. It's great. Absolutely great. I'm having a blast. Uh, I also bought The Last of Us Part 2, but I have not started that yet. That was also on sale. Yeah, let, let me let me just tell you. stuff ahead of you. Let me just tell you. <laughs> a lot of good For stuff. The Last of Us 2, you need to be in the right mindset for that game. You need to prepare yourself and be like, I'm not going to be happy. For mm-hmm. for the next fourteen hours, it's just not going to be pleasant. Make yourself vomit ahead of time. It's it's oh, it's like the pre vomit. It's it's like Steve knows all about. That. I know about the pre vomit. It's like um, They're physically and emotionally. It's like when somebody says, "Hey, let's watch a really really good movie tonight." Great. Which movie do you want on? Let's watch one that won multiple Academy Awards. Awesome. Which one? Schindler's List. Let's watch yeah. 12 Years a Slave. And it's like, that is really oh, not the movie I feel like watching right now. Like, it, it's yeah. like when I went to the movie theater with my buddy in high school and we saw Passion of the Christ. I was like, I don't want to see that ever again. I don't want to look mm-hmm. at this movie ever again. I don't want to even talk about this movie. I hated having to watch that movie. Good movie. Good movie. I, I was thoroughly horrified throughout it, which I don't think was the was the was the intent there. But. Um, you, but it is so it, like a game for that, for a very specific mood. But once you're in that mood and you're like, okay, I'm ready for this. It was a beautiful journey. It's like being on a roller coaster, right? Taylor, that you're strapped into, but you, you see how fucked up the whole path is. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. going to survive that. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And it's relentless. Okay. And then, and then stop. somebody just shoves a pool noodle up your ass. Mm hmm. 
Guys, I've already bought the game. I know. It's great. It's great. And then you've learned that your pets were skinned alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, um, that's what it feels like. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're enjoying uh, uh, Ghosts. Ghosts. I mean, that's awesome. Um, I love yeah. I loved it. That I love playing it. Fucking awesome. Have you tried the multiplayer part yet? I'm curious. I haven't yet. No, I, uh-huh. I kind of want to get through the single player okay, more. Okay. And get more comfortable with like the combat and stuff. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm definitely getting it down. Um, I just don't have the muscle memory for like yeah. switching stances and and parrying and stuff. But it it's it's definitely getting there. Yeah, if you're if you're switching between games, you're not. You're, it's never going to feel comfortable. Yeah. Like that was a decision I had to make. Like when I said I'm going to do the beat the damn game. Like mm-hmm. right before that, I was bouncing around so much. I, was, I, I my brain was just could not handle it um but yeah going back to it and just playing only that for like three days um was great because it was just would you get it's all it's like water it's like a flowing ocean with the combat it's very much like an oil painting it's It's very pretty it's 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 a ballet yeah it is it's a dance um i actually i i fucked up because our, our friend and Patreon producer FNH Paul is playing through Bloodborne for the first time right now. Mm. And I'm like wow. kind of guiding him um, because I absolutely adore that game. Yeah. And so watching him play made me like get the itch to go back and play. So I downloaded it and I played it immediately after a like four hour long Ghost of Tsushima sesh. And let me tell you, that was fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to switch... From like learn the last four hours. Yeah, attacking on the face buttons to attacking on the trigger. Like I was constantly just like doing the thing where you take a little bit of health to get more bullets because I was meaning to do something else that I was yeah. Yeah, it was, sure. It was a nightmare. Sure. <laughs> so I'm not playing through Bloodborne again right now. Mm-hmm. Screw Bloodborne. No, no, thank you. Um okay. Right. Yeah, uh, I played a little bit more of Outriders. Um, I like I like the the class that I picked, but I, I'm not. One of the things I think is going to get kind of boring, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, because you said you maxed out uh, like every character, right? Or whatever. Uh, no, not yet. Oh, I, I thought only you did. one. Okay, only one. Um, I'm playing every character. The powers but... seem very shallow. Like there's not a lot of them, and that that kind of bothers me a little bit. Like I wish there was so, more stuff that you can yeah get. I I totally get that. As you get deeper in the passive tree, it augments it. And then especially when you start getting legendary armor sets and weapons, it actually changes the way the powers behave. So there's a lot more depth there as you get further. Yeah. Like I I got one that's like, okay, when you put your stone armor on, because I'm using, I'm the tank character, the, the, whatever the hell it's called. The devastator. Devastator. Um, It, uh, I think burns enemies around you in a radius so it's like it does like a little extra stuff so it's it's cool um i just wish there was more pizzazz to the role-playing elements of it um rather than the loot which i know like the the mod system that they have is really good it's very generous where oh i found this weapon this weapon sucks but man that mod would go really good with my build dismantle it you got the mod you don't have to search Mm -hmm. for it you don't have to do anything crazy you get the mod and you move on um and then you just replace put put the mod in your gun that you like and that's it that's that's actually actually i think the most brilliant part about the game is that you don't have to get married to the weapon you don't like um in borderlands the game is uh, like borderlands is like i love this gun but i've been playing with it and i've leveled up four times and now i'm getting weapons that are way better but i hate 
but I have mm-hmm. to switch to them or I just be underpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, Outriders allows you to level up your weapons with 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 the uh, resources that you get. Um, you could uh, just power them up like this. I love this weapon. This is my weapon. I'm going to stay stay with it, beef it up and make it my main weapon. And, and, I, and I really like that. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Monster Hunter in that way. Um, totally. where you're just like making a better version of the, of the weapon you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, I was playing around with some of the end game stuff. Um, and you can dismantle legendary weapons and get the legendary mods mm. and put that on another legendary weapon. Mm. So you can combine legendary mods and it is just bonkers. That the seems, combinations that seems that broken. Come up with. Yeah. Yeah. It's super that seems, cool. That seems broken. <laughs> um, nice. what else did I play anything else? Um, I mean, I play. I played some. Oh, I, I, I'm back into Days Gone, and I just hit a point where I thought I was close to the end of the game, and now there's a whole other game apparently. Um, oh, so very, very appropriate for you it, playing that game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, our, our, we have news. Um, yeah. Um, oh, also, I finished. It takes two with Buzz. That was the other thing. See, that's why I didn't think I played anything because my brain is trying to repress the memories of doing anything with Buzz. Um, but I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, no, it, real talk. I think that's my game of the year right now. Um, it was brilliant in every single facet. There's not a single thing about that game that I could say that, that I, I would have done that differently. It's incredible. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you obviously need, need somebody to play it with, but it's so charming. It's not a kid's game. It has kid game elements, but it's not a kid's game. Um, this is for young adults, adults, you know, people that are, that are going through very serious issues. It's endearing. The powers that they give you to use in all the different sections of the game are, I, w- I would say, they're implemented beautifully. Like, they're, it just, everything works. It's almost like Breath of the Wild in that way, where they crafted this world to work with these tools. And they did it to such a fine degree that you could almost pre- not predict, but you could almost be like, Oh, I'm getting this power. It would be cool if I could do this, this, and this with this power. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. You can now do this, this, and this, but you don't, it's not like locked to you. Cause it's always a new level. So you don't really know how, what powers are going to, you're going to get and how they're going to work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, I recommend it to anyone. If you have somebody to, to, to team up with and just play through the game, 100% worth your time and money. Like it's such, such a good game. Um, yeah, that that's, that's it. That's what I, what I've been playing. Uh, Andy, you're going to be our Sherpa for the news. Uh, but before we do that, cool. what's, what is our indie news report? Hit us oh with that. Oh my God. Well, if you loved, it takes two so much. I found this game on Kickstarter recently which is now in the chat for everyone's viewing pleasure. Vocabulantis. Uh-huh. It is a stop motion and love-driven oh, co-op platform adventure okay. set in a broken world inspired by language. So if you watch this thing, it's very like Wallace and Gromity with the whole thing looks. Sure. And the main idea is your two friends who just want to say, I love you, but they have no mouths and they can't speak. Mm. it is it looks really interesting really cool i gave it some money they've already passed their goal stuff at that square for this team also future guest on the show so yay there you go happening at some point so yeah guys please check it out the campaign ends in about 
two days, two plus days. So give it some love if you can. It looks really, really one of their goals is uh, stop motion environment creatures. And they have a picture of a cat. Yeah, they got to get that going. That's a that's money, though. Uh oh, cash. A lot of cash for that one. Cashing, cashing. Yeah, um, no, that that, that right. looks fantastic. Uh, very, very cool. Um, all right, it's time now to get into the dual screens report. Andy, wh- why don't you you hit us up with this one? So this is weird because on surface level, it seems like no big deal. We get these things all the time. There was a PlayStation blog post announcing a new PS5 exclusive game called a Abandoned, a cinematic survival sim. So this team that's based in Netherlands called Blue Box Games introduced this game on the on the PS blog, talking about it's very photorealistic, you're stuck in this forest, you have to survive. Cool. It sounds very, very mundane when it comes to what we think news on right. this show. But somehow this little unassuming game became the, the topic of a lot of discussion because people got it in their heads that this was the next Hideo Kojima game, mm. a Kojima horror game, because he's been hinting at that a lot lately. Uh, and because the company has no actual website, it's just like under construction. They've worked on a few games on Steam, but they were either canceled or have had no updates for a long ass time. Uh-huh. That's not so good. It was all part of the massive Kojima troll that, okay, right. Okay. The line yeah. is, is set up years ago. Yeah, I'm sure. But the story gets even weirder. Here we go. Because Jeff Grubb, who is a, you know, a good source for a video game Intel and has some great sources, debunked the whole theory but he did it in a way that was also an announcement because he said this game can't be kojima's game because kojima his next game is going to be a microsoft exclusive Mm -hmm. so we got a some sort of a bombshell rumor in debunking this crazy story then after that news came out some other shit came out that apparently (laughs) kojima had gone to Sony first for a game and Sony shot him down. Then he went to Microsoft instead. Mm-hmm. This is all very weird. It's all very insane. And uh, I want your guys' thoughts on the, all the things I just said. <laughs> and then I'll give you my thoughts. Where do we start? Um, <laughs> I think if that, yeah, if that ends up being true, that he went to Sony first and they mm-hmm. turned him down, like... I, I don't know what else as a PlayStation fan you can say mm-hmm. besides what the fuck. Like all all of these huge announcements by Microsoft and like MLB the show coming to Game Pass and like all of these things over and over and over and over are like really starting to pile up. And this mm-hmm. would just be like the biggest fuck you cherry right on top of this shit Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know how as like, someone who only owns a PlayStation is like a full-blown Sony pony. You can like look at all of this and be like, yeah, we're fine. Like it it seems like a lot. The only thing I could think is like why they would reject it is either a, they have something too similar that's already in the thing. And they were just like, we we can't have that again because they Mm -hmm. did that with days gone and last of us and all that shit. Um, Other is that it's bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is maybe Death Stranding wasn't as successful for them as they had hoped and they didn't recoup what they were hoping to recoup from it. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, like, they the decisions they have been making recently or we have been finding out about recently because these decisions have been, you know, some of them have been made years ago. Um, they're just weird. But the, the, the other thing that's weird is Kojima... I, I could have swore that in the beginning of all of this, Kojima had a multiple game contract with Sony. Mm-hmm. I could have swore that was a thing. That it was like three games or like something yeah. like that. I mean, if you're going to buy a guy his whole studio and give him like computer money and like staff money, I could see that kind of deal being struck up between him and Sony. Like, hey, you can do your own thing. But be like a strong second party for us. Like we'll pay you blank his blank checks to fund your shit, but we want more than one thing from you down the line. Mm. And make them make them make them quick. Yeah, like I I could have swore. I mean, if you if somebody wants to correct me, you can write into us feedback at ndspodcast.com. You could tweet at us or or whatever, or, or if you know it in the chat right live, you could correct us. But I'm pretty sure he signed a multi-game contract. Mm. And it was it was not a uh they said it wasn't going to be a trilogy mm-hmm. it was just going to be three games whatever he wants mm-hmm. to make um i could have swore i could be completely wrong but whatever i digress um yeah i don't know i i mean he's using the decima engine right that's a sony owned engine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it doesn't mean he has to use it but he loved it um and he went shopping for one for like eight months before he even started making a game so did he put all that effort into that or is Sony willing to license that out to somebody making a game on another platform? The the last thought on it is maybe they didn't want the game to sell on PC and it was a decision he took upon, you know, Kojima Productions, whatever took upon themselves and uh, maybe it ruffled feathers and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but that it was, that was kind of at the same time as, as that, um, uh, uh horizon so who knows so i think my, my take on this it's a, it's a lot because it's i can understand where these rumors could come from given uh you know we had phil spencer's now infamous like panel thing where he has like a bunch of stuff behind him mm-hmm. there's like a switch there's like a little, little kujim productions like dude figure hanging out it's like oh my god what's that fucking mean so there was a rumor well, no, Kojima confirmed that he had a project that he was actively working on that was suddenly canceled. So to me, I don't see that as Sony said, okay, work on this thing. And then, oh, no, we don't want it anymore. We're going to cancel this shit. Mm. Then there was a rumor that Kojima's game was for the Stadia that was canceled because he had talked about streaming services and more smaller scale episodic games Mm. nothing like on the scale of a death stranding so i could see that where it was the stadia project that was in the works and stadia was like oh no we're gonna go tits up like in five days bye so that went to shit and i think given the streaming component of it plus the episodic nature a Microsoft deal for that game could have been struck up because it's already in the works. It's like, hey, we got this thing. It's mm. smaller in scale. It's not that expensive. 
it's some sort of streaming aspect to it. You got xCloud. This could work between both parties. Right. Right. Or this big deal is just Death Stranding on freaking Xbox Game Pass or just Xbox. It could be because I think they had a timed exclusivity. It's so. always it's always the simplest answer. Mm. But I, I love this little team that made this PS5 game. Got so many emails like, guys, we are not Kojima. <laughs> This is this is all bullshit. So. Yeah. The the second I saw this story, Not I went over to the, the PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I went over to the PlayStation blog and was like trying to dissect it. And I even saw the guy from Blue Box that published the article. This was his only published article on PlayStation blog, and his initials are HK. So I was like, mm, <laughs> this might be a thing. This might be a thing. It, oh, I forgot like, about that part. Yeah. That was the good part. Yeah. All right, you know it's a rumor-heavy show. That's the that's that's this week's theme. It happens. This, it happens with this, with this next story. No, before that. We, oh, oh shit, are we doing things? It's time to give away oh, one shit. copy we're, right we're, now. We're, we're doing it right now, folks. We're doing things. Exclamation point raffle! Last we're chance to get in during the live shit. show right now. Closing the entries for this one. We're picking the winner. Buzz Killington, congratulations! A winner is you. You got our the first copy. Son of a bitch. The first copy of. What the dub? Don't worry, folks. We're giving away two more. Oh, correction, Steve. I just found some missing ballots from Mikey Kirsch. So that is now being ah. awarded to the mail-in ballots just arrived. It's going to go to Mikey Kirsch. Understand. Sorry. Understand. Sorry for that. So Sorry, you go. the newest Sorry, entries, the newest entries have opened. So feel free to type in in the chat. Exclamation point raffle. All right. Let's get into the next rumor, whatever nonsense article that we're going to tell about into the moon. Hit us up with this shit. Okay. Next big rumor that is kind of a response to the last rumor. Uh, mm. PlayStation is supposedly working on a counterpunch to Xbox Game Pass, claims God of War creator. Not the nice God of War creator that we all love. Um, <laughs> for those of you that may remember, David Jaffe of Drawn to Death fame. Um has he's not, been, he's not of that fame. Come on. Nope. Um, Give the guy some more credit. David Jaffe of Drawn to Death fame. I will stand by that forever. Um, <laughs> who was within PlayStation for a very long time. He helped create Twisted Metal. He did the original God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's, he's been in, and of course, Drawn to Death. Right. Uh, he's been in the PlayStation sphere for a very long time. Um, though he's not currently employed with sony um has been just talking to a bunch of people lately um and he mentioned in an interview with gameindustry.biz sure yes yes uh with gameindustry.biz that sony is quote working on a counterpunch to microsoft's popular xbox game pass service um how much truth there is to this i'm not sure but jim ryan head of um playstation has also hinted at this in a number of other interviews um including most recently in november of 2020 with a russian news agency um where he had mentioned that sony has an ace up their sleeve and there's some news coming just not right then and there um We have been talking on this show for a while that PlayStation now needs a rebranding and an overhaul. And I think this very much could be that. 
So this with the PlayStation Plus collection, PS Now, something? I don't know. I'm wondering if it has anything to do with why, you know, the other game, the other stores going down. Like maybe this is the final moment where there's just going to be like, it's all in one spot. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We figured it out um, because other people already figured this out. So why shouldn't we? We might we might as well figure it out. Um, well. Yeah, Andy, you you, you were going to have a thought there. Yeah, um, you know, is it just me or I'm not? I'm not seeing this as there's going to be a thing with more games. I'm thinking this will include like something with Funimation that they just purchased. Um, something with you know um spotify and their and their music catalog like some sort of weird like entertainment bundle thing with just all of their services so right and then maybe put in ps plus and ps now in that same umbrella for like one low price a month so here's all our services packaged together and we'll maybe give you some free games P- ps now, now ps now has to not be the also the end also like mm-hmm. it, it it needs its own platform. It it need it needs a voice to to speak for it. Like it has to live on its own. Otherwise, it's it's just going to continue doing what it's doing, and that's be obscure. And people who do find it, you go, oh shit, this is cool. I wish I knew about this before. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the the problem is, is it was a streaming service for so long that I think that's all people think it is mm-hmm. still even in 2021 and like until they rebrand that and possibly change the name, I think it's always going to be seen as this like kind of janky half-assed streaming service. that was mm-hmm. before it's time instead of what it actually is as kind of a direct competitor to game pass with, you know, some lower quality titles on it. Like you just cut out the first party games on that service and it is, it is a cheaper game pass. Sure. Right. If you're not. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is, it is, uh, they, they have moves that they can make, um, mm-hmm. to, to make any, any of this better. Um, so I just, I kind of hope they just, I hope they don't take the, we don't need to do subscription thing and throw it out the window and be like, we can do both because they can, mm-hmm. they can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another PlayStation craziness going on. This is like the big one yeah. of the night. This is a lot to unpack. So Steven just Yeah, this was a Jason Schreier go into a production. Um <laughs> joint. If you so will. apparently apparently uh how, how where do we even start with this? Okay. Sony Bend main- Sony yeah. Bend <laughs> formed an internal secret team. Um, to remake The Last of Us as like a challenge and whatever. So they were remaking The Last of Us to be more like The Last of Us 2 in its game systems, its quality. They brought this to PlayStation. PlayStation said, okay, cool, but didn't give them any money to do it. They didn't give them any support. And then eventually said, okay, you're done with that. Th- thanks for whatever. Um, move on. We're po- taking that away from you. And Schreier all but confirmed that Naughty Dog is now and now has the the reins to remake The Last of Us Part One. Um, you know, people are speculating it's probably going to be part of like a 
collector's package or whatever, which again, we'll get into, we'll get into that in a minute. But, um, but the biggest thing out of this was that, um, days gone Two was pitched right after days gone came out and Sony turned it down. They were not happy with days gone in some form or fashion. I mean, you could see why the game released with issues. Um, it was critically, it wasn't panned. It was just, mm-hmm. it was middling you know, above average. Yeah. Like lukewarm. Yeah. Is the better word. Um, it certainly, you know, received the support it deserved and, and it got better and I'm enjoying playing it. Um, I honestly think a sequel would have made the first one even better. Um, sequel sequels to games are typically better than part ones. Part twos are almost always better. Um, you take a lot of, you learn from all your mistakes and you pack it into this one big package. And typically it's just a better way to experience it. So that's very disappointing to me, but I think the most alarming thing here, uh, that's disappointing to me is, just the decision making that Sony's been making with their studios internally. It seems like they're not maximizing the talent that they have in the studios that they have. Now, again, we don't know what about seven of them are doing right now, but it seems like they're utilizing a lot of studios as support studios for their big blockbusters. So mm-hmm. it's it appears that they are going to be they're almost taking the Xbox 360 approach where they're going to do their Halo, their Gears their fable and that's it. And then hope that all the other games run better on their system um, from third parties. It's not going to work when you have game pass, when the competitor has game pass, it's not going to work. The big thing that, that put set Sony apart. And before I kick it over to you guys is that fact that they took risks. They made new IPs. They made new IPs into blockbusters like horizon, like the last of us, um, they did that. They, they, they did that by taking a risk because they were behind, but now they're ahead and they're taking it for granted. I think, uh, Andy, what are your thoughts? So a lot of this report doesn't make sense to me when I read it. Um, like I think the big, the big messaging here was that Sony has this obsession over big blockbuster titles. Like they want to have like, they want to be the MCU of video games. Everything is like just big and explosive and has like it breaks records. Every single one that comes out. That was like the main thrust of this article's messaging that you have Sony Bend who created Days Gone, which was Bend's best-selling game of all of their games combined. Mm-hmm. It was a huge feat. And that was the second best-selling game of the year for Sony when it came out. And we know that it made a profit. It sold a lot of copies. It was just the reception wasn't that great. So when I think about that, Bend right now, this report even says or confirms that while they were not given the green light for Days Gone 2, they are now working on a new IP for PlayStation. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that to you sound like less of a risk than doing a Days Gone 2? No, no, which is why that part doesn't Um, make sense. Right. So then there's that part of it. I was like, "Mm, if you want to play it safe and do a zombie blockbuster game that was very big in Japan for some reason, 
like, all right, guys, you took too long the last time. There were a lot of bugs. Fix your shit. Here's a little bit more money. Don't go over budget. Don't delay, delay this thing like four or five times. Just do it. Or, all right, guys, you did this game. It was buggy. You had a small team. And then you grew. You might grow again. You might go over budget. And they approved a brand new idea. So I don't see that as, that seems like more of a risk to me. So there's that. Then we have this talk about Japan Studios' role, how Japan Studios was like heart and soul of Sony, and now with them being sort of like minimized and shuttered off and focusing on Astrobot, that's also a sign for Sony just not caring about small budget games, small niche games. It's about big blockbuster shit. But then I see there's so many things that they're working on, like Dreams, for example, just got announced more support from sony well like, they certainly have the people to do it since they're into, pulling into everybody the off of projects right well let's <laughs> that's that's a good assumption to make but they, they were given a lot of money they said like they threw money at them too like here you go just keep doing this thing at every single state of play we see a bunch of indie shit on sony's platform that, that to bring like you know goodbye volcano high and stray and we just got Oddworld and we're getting Returnal this month. It's like a you know a triple A like indie roguelike thing that you know can uh, looks a little risky. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't look doesn't look like a formulaic Horizon sort of God of War Spider Man type shit. So it just seems like Sony's actions don't properly reflect what this report's saying. Hundred percent. Now with that, I think the Last of Us Two remake sounds dumb as fuck. I don't think we need a remake of this game. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like I see what the show coming out at some point on HBO, like they're going to have, or I'm sorry, Netflix, that's going to be part of some promotional tie in with that. Okay. The game's going to come out when the show comes out. Right. Good chance for money here, but uh, they don't have to do that. Cause the old one will just I sell. Don't like, right. Right. But you know, the thing of it is, Steven, is how well did Last of Us 4 remat for Last of Us Remastered on PS4 sell? It sold a buttloads of copies. Yeah, more than the and original. Look at, Mario, look at Mario Kart 8. It's like yeah. people are gonna buy this regardless. So you can call it dumb, you can call it a waste of resources, but it's you know, it's fucking money. I'm hoping I it's just, all nonsense. But I just I, don't see this whole like we only like blockbuster games, everyone else's shit. Go on, Taylor. I, I just don't understand, like, when you look at uh, Microsoft's stable of studios right now, mm -hmm. each studio has multiple projects. Mm -hmm. Like, Ninja Theory is working on that, like, Hellblade 2 and that crazy, super realistic looking game. And then that other project, like, all of these studios are working on multiple projects. Mm -hmm. And yet you've got San Diego studio who just makes baseball games. You've got Santa Monica that by all reports is just working on God of war. You've got naughty dog who had two teams, but who knows what they're working on now that the last of us two is out. If they're putting all of their energy into a last of us remake, like, it blows my mind, but like looking, going down the line of all of these studios, it's like, okay, one project that we're going to see in the next four to five years one that, project, that we know one of. project. Like right. I could easily say like, you know, insomniac is doing multiple things. I'm thinking it's, you know, ratchet and clank and Spider-Man two are kind of going on. Sure. Sure. Like, it, but like yeah. say that, 
you know? Yeah. I, right now, I, we don't know said? anything. Sony is very, no. very I don't close. think Insomniac, they Insomniac is not what I was meaning. But I, I mean, like, right, for right, the right. rest of their studios, I get that Sony historically is like Or that. like the Gran Turismo team, just the yeah. Gran Turismo games. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> And and the fact Even that those take way too long as it is. Oh my god! Yeah, the fact that they're shuttering uh, SIE Japan, like Japan Studios, why not just turn them into a team that pumps out Astro games every that, two that, years? That, that's what they're doing. You man. know what I mean? That's what like, they are doing that. But what they did that's was the they goal. they they moved their pieces around. They didn't dissolve the studio. They just like repurposed they what they do. On yeah. They repurposed what they do. Instead of saying, what do you got for us? Oh, it's, it's a game about a, it's back uh, three. Yeah. Uh, like, like they don't like, you know, like, you know, they're just like, those were duds. Those are Japan. Astrobot's good. Do, do more of that. And then the people that were at the top left because they didn't want to do that. So that's they okay. And they could leave right. easily. Yeah. And and that happens all yeah. the time. Like I, I don't have any problem with the Japan th- restructuring. I, I don't mm-hmm. at all because the, the proof is in the pudding. It's as simple as that. The proof is in the pudding. Um, Didn't they, they uh, what game did they take over? They, they took something over last gen to like finish it. Japan studio. Yeah. Was that, did they have something to do with last guardian? I mean, they're like, uh, well, Japan Studio, because that guy was part of that team, and then yeah. he left to form his own thing, but still worked on Last Guardian up until its release. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they, they supported like Bloodborne, um, right, Last right, Guardian, okay. mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Gravity Rush games. Mm-hmm. Like, the, don't forget Blue Point. Blue Point is another one that that they can just be like, mine. Sure. And so right. do it. That's what I'm saying. Like we keep talking about this, like fucking do it show your hand a little bit because microsoft is and like is gaining all of this positive pr it's like every single week there's a story about microsoft or a story about sony that makes microsoft look like incrementally better and like it's just piling up at this point i don't disagree just fucking do it i don't know i i i I like that part of it but i like the secrecy of it you know, don't show me, don't show me all the things. You know, I, I liked what they did little, with little up, you know? I liked what they did with um, Ghost and Last of Us Two, where they showed us something when it was ready to be shown, but we knew about it. Like exactly, they they said, but it wasn't that far back. It was like six months prior. They're like, here's the thing that Sucker Punch is working on, and you got a little weird thing of him walking on the the high wire whatever and it was like look at this it's cool stab oh it's called ghost of tsushima but that's all we're gonna tell you mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then months later I, they let it get i don't even spotlight. need that i just need like hey this is the state of our studio you want to like, tweet you just want to yeah tweet, fucking gorilla points. games is working on we know they're working on horizon 2 and they're working on another unannounced project uh, San Diego Studios, who has been supporting MLB The Show for the last however many years, has a separate team that's also working on an unannounced project. Like, didn't they say that though? Did, like didn't that. they say that recently? Yeah, or yeah, like I, last I year. I was just using that as an example. They they are working on something. They, but like, I, I, you want that sentiment? Is what you're saying? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, they get it out there. Highlight that during during your state of play. Like, give a short update on like the state of your studios once a year or something. You don't have to announce these projects. You don't have to tell us what it is. Just say it's an unannounced project. Just 
so that there's something, you know what I mean? You know what I find the most comical about this whole conversation, this whole idea of Sony is only into big blockbuster games and they don't want to focus on smaller things that won't sell as much is, and, and you hear people saying when this report came out, they were like, Oh my God, this sucks. Like I don't want to just play last of us and God of war and, and Spider-Man games for the rest of my fucking life. I want cool indie shit. That's like going to, you know, focus my mind a little bit and be artsy. But when you watch a state of play stream or in anything Sony stream and the second something that's not big budget comes on that stream, that chat goes up in flames. What is this shit? This is boring. Indie crap. Garbage. Where's God of War? This sucks. This is a waste of time. You're still on this game. Waste of money. So which one is it? Do we want indie games or do we just want the God of Wars? I think I think we would, I think we want God of War, but also like new God of War, like the like the, right. ne- the next thing that could become God of War, right? Yeah. Um, they don't want like fucking uh, Concrete Genie, you know? Yeah, but I want Concrete Genie. You do, but like <laughs> Concrete Genie had no chance it's becoming a blockbuster AAA fucking main IP. Like it's not going to be. That's what made Sony so great last generation, though. But those they had exist. something for everyone, right? You know yeah. what I mean, right? But that still exists. That's not going to go away. They're just not going to be the ones making it, yeah. or most yeah. of it. Most of them, right? Well, think about it. In the PS One days and PS Two, when you had like all the weird shit that came out, you didn't have indie devs to fill that role for you 20, 30 years ago. No. It was a small, teeny, tiny team. Was with, and I'm, also, I'm not talking about 20, 30 years ago, though. I'm talking right. about literally the last generation mm-hmm. where they had exclusive after exclusive that either they developed themselves or they mm-hmm. partnered with um, third-party developers that created exclusive games that gave you a reason to like want to be in that ecosystem. And now that's what Microsoft is doing. Like Microsoft is doing all of the same moves that Sony did at the beginning of last generation. No, listen, I see there's more reason now to invest in Microsoft's ecosystem. It's so attractive. But are you abandoning the PlayStation ecosystem? Are you not seeing the things you want? Or you just you want the whole picture? I, I'm I'm not seeing the same things that got me into the PlayStation ecosystem last mm-hmm. generation. That's what I'm saying. This early. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. Think about the first half of last gen and like how it was just like home run after home run after right. home run for the PlayStation. But when was that first home run though for PlayStation? Was it in the knack days? No. It was, I, think it, I think it took like Bloodborne to come out for it was like. Te- technically, yeah, it would have been Bloodborne. Right. Was that 2015, I think? And that was like a little bit of yeah. 2014, 2015, something like that. 2015, um, a good one. We're still, but, but the they also cycle. had, they also had like exclusive content with Destiny and like all of this stuff. I mean, they 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 still did that. that. You know? I mean, they're still doing that. We we're gonna get Final Fantasy 16. Um, you know, they're they're mm. still getting early but that Forspoken game. They just they just they just uh they they have Kina. Kina's also going to PC, but they have Kina. Mm. Um, but they there was another one that they had exclusive like. DLC or oh uh, Marvel Avengers like they're still doing stuff like that um but the other AAA developers the the they're also not making smaller titles either they have to bank on the bigger budget stuff 
sink all their money in one project for four years, put it out and monetize the shit out of it. Um, like that's just, that's just what they have to do. Um, I, I also think we need to put in perspective that Microsoft has this, this catalog in front of you because they purchased multiple companies that had these projects already in front of us. Um, which is very different than cultivating your own projects and announcing them. If you look at things that were announced before Microsoft purchased Ninja Theory, uh, um, Bethesda, Zenimax, um, there was another one that was like on the level of, of Ninja Theory. If you look at everything before that, they had Halo Infinite. Um, they had Gears. Yeah, but the Gears was last gen, right? Gears oh, 5 was true. last gen. That's true. You're talking about um, upcoming. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I'm saying, like they didn't go into this gen with anything. They bought everything. That's not true at all. They, they've they started up three separate studios to create like quadruple A games. Thing, and granted, they, we they, haven't seen any of them. But that's what they I'm bought, saying. It's the same thing. Last gen. It, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like they said they were doing it. They said like, oh yeah, we have these studios we created and they're going to do stuff. Like we still know of like six studios that PlayStation has that we don't know what they're doing. It's the same thing. It's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. We just, we don't know, but we know that the studios exist. We know that they're doing something. Um, and we know that Sony's focusing on blockbusters. So if, or at least that's what this rumor is. So if that's the case, these six studios are either, the six studios are either all making or supporting all these studios making these big games or, Chances are they're making games like, yeah, we don't know about it. But like if Sony bought Square Enix tomorrow, Sony would have seven games that we know about coming out in the next three years. And then you just add that to the catalog. It's it's just it's it's a different it's perception is what we're combating here. Exactly. We're combating the the perception perception. is the optics. Yeah. Microsoft is adding studios that they are creating themselves or buying and sony it feels like is shrinking you know what i mean like they are closing down or shifting to support all of these different studios and teams and stuff what did microsoft do before they purchased all these studios um they started up that uh huge studio in um santa monica before the initiative before they started that they canceled games and shuttered studios. That's what they did first. Before any of this went down, before they changed their perception, they were like, we canceled shit. We're refocusing. And that's when they announced the initiative. Yeah. And they got shit on for it. Right. They got shit on, but it was a plan. Like they, they realized that what they were doing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And they, so they shut things down. Sony is shutting things down, is contracting and making things a little a little bit more controlled for them. That's why the Japan Studio thing happened. And they're f- refocusing. And th- in the meantime, they're going to rely on the third parties, which is what Microsoft did all last gen. And while they're cultivating those blockbusters, the difference is that Sony still has the studios that make God of War, Horizon, uh you know, MLB, uh, you know, whatever, like they still have all of those studios and we still know that they're going to make stuff. We still know Spider-Man ratchet are going to, are going to happen. We still know like all those things are going to happen. Um, we, we, we do know that on that naughty dog has two studios. We don't know what either of them are making. We assume now one of them is going to be the remake, the remake of the last of us, which I don't think we need, but whatever I digress, Mm -hmm. it could be the most mind blowing thing. I'm never going to play it again, but whatever. 
Um, and The Last of Us 2 multiplayer. Right. They're still doing that. But there is they're, they're we know that they're working on something else because they they pulled people that were working on the other project to finish Last of Us 2. You know, also, didn't we just get that new studio from Jade Raymond from PlayStation? Like they I think they signed it's not a PlayStation. It's not a PlayStation one, but it's a contract that they did that they're going to be they're basically going to be a second party studio. For right, at least one game. In what looks like right. smaller niche titles. Which something. They're investing in something. This story is and that's all I'm trying to say. It's I don't I don't I don't believe a lot of this story. I don't I don't think it I don't think yeah. the story is about them not investing in smaller niche titles. I think this is about them not inv- investing in new blockbuster IP. Well, it's also again like the way Taylor was saying, you have you're pulling off teams to work on Last of Us remakes or Uncharted remakes. Or at least they started doing that and then now they right, put it right. back to Naughty Dog. Right. Right, which which is like which then you're taking up an entire team at arguably your biggest development house to remake a game that came out on the PS3 that you've already done a remaster for for PS4, like we, yeah, why, but all of that is there wanna... though. Like it's it, it's much easier for them to remaster The Last of Us One when they just did The Last of Us Two. They're going to build it in that engine with those assets, with, you know, all that stuff. They're going to redo the combat. It's like, you're not making the thing from the ground up. Why do we, why do we need to devote those resources to that game? Because it, because the return on the, the return in the investment is going to be astronomical Mm -hmm. because they're not pouring in $15 million into doing it. They're probably pouring in, I don't want to say probably, they're likely pulling in a 10th of what they would if they were making something brand new, if not less, because everything's already made. They just they, all the dialogue is is done. All the vo- voiceover is recorded. All all everything is done. They're just going to retexture. They're going to redo some gameplay elements. Wait, you think that's what you're doing with this thing? Yes, I'm envisioning more like a Resident Evil Two type shit. No, like no, no. It's going to be like, it's going to be Last of Us Two, but the Last of Us One story because they want to package them together, and it's an easy investment. That's the it's an easy investment. Why why isn't Xbox putting out um, Skyrim for uh, Xbox Series X then? Like it's literally the exact same. I mean, thing, technically they know? are. I mean, technically they did the. Why did they do the Master Chief Collection and remake one, two, three, and whatever the fuck it was? They that's what they did. They remade them. They made the okay, gameplay was all different. Remade the Last of Us, Steve. No, they remastered the Last of Us. They made it. They uh, made it uh, thirty frames per second and uh, the checkerboard four K. They didn't remake the game. They didn't redo assets. They upresed assets and they made it run better. They didn't. They didn't change anything in the game. It was the same and game. They don't need to. That's what, That's I'm, what saying. I'm saying. If you're like, gonna do this, you're gonna. It has to be changed. Yes, Otherwise, they're gonna change bother? it. The, the Last of Us Part Two played so much better than The Last of Us. The Last of Us right. plays like ass. I don't care who you are or what you say. The game's controls are shit. Right. Sure, but you know, I. But I'm thinking like this has to be like a, a ground up situation because there's no chance. Like, they, they don't no have to redo the voice work. No, they don't. I, why, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> to make money I, with a minimal investment. That's what I've been saying the whole time. It would have been out by now. if It wouldn't take that long to do that. Well, that's because they weren't. <laughs> Naughty Dog wasn't the one making it. It and makes also, sense the, to give it to the no, people it, who it know the technology. Does not make sense. The there's say that? nothing. Yeah, there's no way you can spin this to make it make sense. Dude. We don't need this game. There's no reason for this. In the to be way made. Steven is describing, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's not. what I'm saying. 
you could make an argument for like, that's what the article says the ps5 only like it took this console to make this remake happen like if it's that kind of a thing with the technology with the engine from the last right. part two, all of that right even then i'm like like very I, opposed to this and, but and i you, understand and you, that and more you, and you don't charge 70 dollars for it okay maybe i can get on board with that like fine but i'm not buying this whole like it's just an up-res of the up-res kind of thing because the deal was that these people took their last of us remake to one of the guys that i think was herman Holt. he was like uh i'm not impressed by this let's have naughty dog assist you and make this better what, what would take so long it would be a launch title that would so so in schreier's article which is the source of this whole story it says at uh-huh. the time naughty dog was in the thick of development on a sequel the last of us part two which would introduce higher fidelity graphics and new gameplay features if uh-huh. a mumbauer who's from uh sony bend uh crew remade the first game to look to to have a similar look and feel the two games could be packaged together for the playstation 5 in theory this would be less expensive proposition than remaking uncharted since the last of us was more modern and wouldn't require too many gameplay overhauls then once mumbauer's group had established itself it could go on to remake the uncharted game and other titles down the road but pivoting from doing finishing work on the other games to make your own is difficult since the original development teams are uh, or competing against hundreds of other teams all around the world, the varying levels of experience and success, says David Lang, founder of Ion Galaxies, um, which has served uh, as a support team for development studios. The people funding the work are often risk averse, and if they have to pick between the teams that have done it before and someone trying to do it on their own for the first time, I can't see them picking the people uh, without the prior development over the latter or former, whatever. Um, that's just what they did. Mumbauer's project, codenamed T1X, was approved on a probationary basis, but Sony kept the team's existence a secret, refused to give them a budget or to hire more people, leading to the one, whatever. Um, at the time, Sony was going through a management shuffle. That was when they were doing all that nonsense. Um, uh, the reason, okay, uh, T1X was so much higher on the remakes that Sony had made in the past. The reason was that one, uh, was that one, Wait, was that this one was on a brand new graphical engine for the PlayStation 5. Mumbauer needed to hire more people to rework the graphics on the new technology as well as redesign gameplay mechanics. Um, just when it hoped to enter production on the remake of The Last of Us, Mumbauer's team got called to help with it when uh, another big game fell behind. Um, release of The Last of Us Part 2 was pushed from 20 uh, to 2020, blah, blah, blah. And so Naughty Dog uh, got the, you know, they got the support they needed. And then once they were finished, it, the the remake was then give given over there. Um, so, so what you, what you read literally describes exactly what Andy was saying. This isn't just like an up textured. That's not what I said. Rework. <laughs> that's not what I said. What I said that's is they're going to take the exactly last. No, it isn't. I said, they're going to take the last of us part one. They are going to put it in the assets of the last of us part two, which is a different graphical engine. It's because it was built for a di- It was built differently. That's why mm-hmm. it looks better and it feels better. They're going to take the last of us part one and they're going to bring it up to the fidelity of the last of us part two with both with its graphics. It's, uh, it's true, whatever it is, fucking native 4K, and it's gameplay mechanics. That's what I'm saying. They're not just going to up res textures and put 60 frames. That's what they did on the remaster. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they're going to make this game look and feel like The Last of Us Part 2. 
That's not a from the ground remake that is taking the framework of The Last of Us Part Two and taking the th- the assets, uh, the the vocal assets, the sound assets, the the story, the motion capture, all of that stuff and reframing it into your new technology that you came up with for The Last of Us Part Two. That It's like saying if you remade Uncharted you know, uh, Drake's fortune and you wanted to make it into, uh, uh in the uncharted four, like you're not just going to upscale that game because it had a completely new engine. Right. But it's, but you're not taking uncharted Drake's fortune and you're not rewriting the whole game. Like they did for fucking final fantasy or like changing the way the game is, it looks, feels plays like, like resident evil two. That's, That's not what they're doing. I, I, think, I don't, I, I don't I think see it, what I, the difference I, is there. I think of it like Demon Souls. It's like they use like the source code for the game, but all those assets are brand new. Like the animation is like it borrows from the original PS3 game, but all the sound is new. All the assets are new. Like I can see that for Last of Us. Like we could take the bones, but we're still building all new shit, new models, new graphics, new assets, new sound all we recorded for like the 3d audio shit like yeah i don't think it's like like this this is not just a quick cheap cash dump to like recreate all of these assets in the new engine like the way the, that you made it sound like was that you were just up texturing and up everything that that's the reason why that they, that they went with this to begin with is to not spend too much money. That's why rem- that's why these remakes and remasters are greenlit so quickly is because they're they're not a, a a cash dump investment. And you're certainly not going to take this dump it on Naughty Dog when Naughty Dog you know is working on other shit. Like that's you, exactly what they're doing though. They're taking this and they're dumping no, it on Naughty Dog. No, Naughty Dog wanted to do it. That was the whole the whole thing was that Naughty Dog was set to do this to begin with, but they fell behind on The Last of Us Part 2. That's what this whole article is about. They fell behind on The Last of Us Part 2. So they had to they took the the thing and they said, "Okay, Bend, if you want to make this thing cool, you could start it. We're not going to support it because they knew this is going to go to Naughty Dog. <laughs> like they, no, 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 it wasn't Bend. It was another studio. It was the studio that's, within that's Bend, the super secret studio it, with Inside Bend. Right. It was the one that they made as a side project when they were g- getting towards the end of Days Gone, and it was like this little internal studio. It was more like a passion project than anything. But I, I think either way, we're getting into semantics here, and mm-hmm. this doesn't meet, need to be made either way. In in my opinion, right, this right, seems right. like. Right. I think that's the ultimate point. None of yeah. this thing needs to be made. Like you can make a point for like the expensive Gloucester version, but if it's, if, if it's what Steve is saying, I still think that is not even necessary. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. It's not necessary. And I never said it was necessary. I'm saying it's an easy, oh, no. easy cash investment. Right. And I think this is a good time for a giveaway. Indeed. And then we can go into the mailbag because you have a very topical question. From We do. Last chance to get into the giveaway for our next copy of What the Dub! Exclamation point raffle in the chat, please. We have three of you in there. Let's get you more. There are a lot of you watching. Exclamation point raffle. If you want to win a copy of What the Dub! Do it right now. Andy, what's our mailbag? All right. This comes from one of our favorites, the ever awesome Missed Enough. And do any of you know his uh, Twitch handle? Missed Enough. There you go. A little, little plug there. Mr. With an H. Mr. There you go. There you go. He says, 
I have never been a fan of the push for remakes in the past generations and continue to wish that studios would stop allocating money to these projects. The industry at large essentially stopped taking risks almost entirely in the past 10 years. With the announcement, well, rumor, I, well, sure, whatever, announcement of The Last of Us being remade, it made me wonder how far this regression in originality will go. Will the AAA game space become an endless assembly line of sequels and remakes? Who would like to go first? The answer is really simple, and it really doesn't <laughs> even require a debate. Stop buying it, they'll stop making them. <laughs> like, it's going to continue as long as people keep buying them. So it's going to keep going on forever. Yeah, forever. the threshold for people to buy them is much lower, though. Like you said, like it's cheaper to do these than it is to mm -hmm. create a whole new IP and a new engine. So like the, the measure of success is way lower. I'm not sure it was cheaper to do, um, uh, demon souls than a new IP the way they made demon souls. But either way they knew it was the IP that they were banking on, right? Like they were banking on that genre being the uh what they're remaking it wasn't necessarily demon souls it was a souls game that a lot not a lot of people knew about or loved and but now this it's a fever pitch for it so let's remake that because that we're banking on that you're not necessarily banking on the original demon souls you're banking on the genre of demons of of the souls genre which i think is fair i think you know i don't want that i wouldn't want them to do Demon Souls 2. You know, I, that, that's not something I would want. Uh, but I would not mind if they reached back into the PS3, PS2 era and remade or resurrected or made a sequel to something from the past that I felt like a Dark Cloud, please. Um, that would be cool. But and and that's why those are the things that I buy. Like, I don't I don't buy the cheap remasters, remakes or whatever. Like, I didn't buy uh spider-man remaster i just bought the miles morales one because i don't i don't need that like that that doesn't speak to me um andy so i will i will never argue against the need for a full-blown remake um i can't imagine a world where we don't have ff7 remake because that game is just so gorgeous and well-made and to think that that came from a PS1 classic and not, and ha the idea of not having that makes me really sad. So I'm all, I'm all in favor of games that have lived, have like a 20 to 30 year legacy behind them. And you want to bring back into the modern mix that honors the original, but updates it in a way that was never imaginable back in those days. And this adds a bunch of new shit like Resident Evil 2 did FF7 did just games like that and that that approach to a remake i'm with you 100 percent. it's the remaster part that i really can't cheerlead for because it's it is very much a cash grab when you look at it now totally i make exceptions for games like persona 5 royal or when the catherine game was remade yeah but those they they make like meaningful changes right right games. and mm -hmm. those games exactly they, it's an update with new content so for those who missed it here's the game brand spanking new all shiny and shit with more frames per second it looks better and here's like 
three hours of new shit we made just for this version. So folks like us who have played the game, all right, this seems like it's an easier sell for me. It's brand new stuff that they made for this game, anime cutscenes, new characters, new storylines. It's a worthwhile investment right. for me. If that's the effort you're putting into it. Like we saw that um what was that one game? That reckoning game that came out? Kings of Amalur. Yeah. Getting some sort of like unreleased DLC that they had planned back in the day. Yeah. That's cool. I'm into that. But like Mass Effect, yes, it looks a lot better. It's addressed a lot of the old issues. Is it gonna change the game fundamentally how it's played? Or Ninja Gaiden, for example? Like Ninja Gaiden, they're like we can't even do like any special shit with the assets. It just what you saw last time, it's just shinier. It's like, am I gonna pay for this again? Like I bought it like three times already. So no, I can't. I don't like the idea of a remaster. Um, remakes, yes, but I don't think we should we should subject studios to just making those only. No, if they want to, great. If they right. pitch it to but you, like I think, yeah. Here's when it comes down to this whole like blockbuster and like games and seeing the same things like almost formulaic happening every year i was listening to jeff ross who was the director of days gone on on the ben studios on of all places david jaffe's podcast <laughs> not too long ago sort of addressing all this stuff that jason mentioned in his article but without confirming or denying certain things and he was saying you know back in the day when they made when they made siphon filter that game cost one million dollars to make and the second one two million dollars and you can have a game that was a little experimental and different, but still familiar, have sort of good sales numbers, but it's, it's an automatic profit. Now you're asking a studio that's going to have a double the budget for a video game, a AAA game. And we just pay $70 for this, the $10 uptick, but that's a lot of money writing on a release. And to get too funky with it, and it can't be that original, it's a lot to ask of a AAA dev. I mean, I know it sucks. They can't be as creative as they should be. But then the day, if if it's like a Death Stranding kind of a thing and it flops, but it's high art and you've bankrupted a company, is it worth it? For You know what this reminds me of? Mm. When, so if you look back in like entertainment back, like back in the, uh, maybe the eighties or nineties, it was always, it was like, what's new. What could we do that? Nobody has done. Let's mm -hmm. do something crazy. Let's make the fucking Terminator, you know, or in the seventies, you know, let's make jaws. Let's do something mm -hmm. new and exciting and to get people into the theater. And mm -hmm. the same thing it, it was with video games. What can we do? That's going to hook them. And then you get them and you're like fucking Mario. Like we did it. Great. Now it's, What's hot right now? What's big? Fortnite? Great. Let's make 12 of those. Mm -hmm. What's big? Uh, you know, what's big? Street Fighter. Let's make one of those. Like, that's what happened in the mid-90s through where we are now. It's 100... The games are becoming exponentially more expensive to make. So you have to do what's popular and what you know is going to work. What works. Yeah, you have, you, you have to. But... And for Sony this works like that god of war spider-man ghosts last of us whatever that 
How you classify those games? Third-person a- a- action-adventure games. Sure, story. They work. Single-player games. You can make new IPs like, using that. That's that what they're super good at. Right. But you're not. But when you look at all those games, like there's a flow to them. Like there's a similarity. There's, there's there's parallels. I mean, they're different gameplay styles, universes, lore, background setting. But at the core of it, it's still very safe. It's a third-person action-adventure game. That's very atmospheric, right? And cinematic. So. There's a safety in that formula for them. Okay. That they're not going to stray, I think, too much for because they can't be allowed in, in some ways. Because, like, take Returnal. Looks amazing. It's definitely not your conventional Sony for um, exclusive game. But did that look expensive to you compared to what a Ghost would cost or what a Days Gone 2 would cost now on the PS5? Sort of. I mean, it look, definitely looks high it, budget. It, it, it looks high budget for sure. Yeah. Definitely, but not to the level of what Last of Us 2 would cost. No. All right, let's pick our winner for yeah. our second code let's here. Let's pick our winner. Miss Envy, congratulations. A winner hey, is you. Hey, there you go. All right. Go. We're going to complete that. We are going to open another one, folks, while we mm. go into our Facebook question of the week, and then we're going to get the hell out of here because I am exhausted. We're not going to hype zone tonight. It's a fun one. Uh, <laughs> all right. A- after after so, the, the Facebook question, because... I can do it now in two minutes, but yeah. Go okay, ahead. yeah, go ahead. Do it in two minutes, because this is topical, the Facebook question of the week. Sure, sure, sure. There was a thing about a guy that he had like a Bowser dildo or a prop mm-hmm. on, a, on his Patreon page, and Nintendo said, um, copyright strike, take this down, thus making this depiction of Bowser's penis canon. It's canon. That's the, the hype zone. <laughs> Bowser, Bowser penis cannon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to put it in the chat. This is what you want to see. Not safe for work, mm-hmm. but but it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I hate people. <laughs> the question of the week, and this is very topical to what we were talking about. Um, yes. And we already heard your answer, uh, Andy. Yeah. Uh, what game would you like to uh, reimagine? And what would you change from the original? Uh Bryce says Star Wars Star Wars Republic Commando. I'd upgrade the graphics and the AI only. Um and Alexander Gonzalez or aka Caneless says Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. I think a mm. remake would be cool. One uh, should also include Ermac and two should have a play- playable noob smoke and jade. HD would be awesome, more con- more constant storytelling, but keeping the original would also be cool. So like maybe expanding on the story or whatever that you tell there i mean it's kind of what they're doing <laughs> they kind of rebooted right. that whole franchise but right <laughs> um uh yeah taylor what about you what, what is something that you would like to see reimagined and expanded on and, and what would you siphon change? filter siphon oh. filton hell yeah i would love oh. a modern siphon filter come on bend <laughs> that it, been, you know you what? know what you just said bend. a key word taylor and i want yeah. you to focus on that you said a more modern that's it's a PlayStation One game, Stephen. No, no, this isn't why, a game. Why are you, that got what are you defending? Last generation. What are you defending right now? You don't understand what I'm saying. Use your listening okay. ears. I'm that listening. <laughs> that is what a remake is. It's hmm. when you need you can't put that old game back out <laughs> because <Yeah>. the shit's <laughs> bad. <laughs> like right. we got the PlayStation Mini, and that shit was horrible. Like. Not only were the games terrible and they ran terrible, but they were just, you went back and you're like, this fucking hurts my eyeballs. Like, this is bad. Yeah. If you re- remake those, modernize it. 
do something different, change it, change it fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I love, like, I, I, I mean, mm, it's a sequel, but like God of War did that. They reinvented what God of War is, um, totally. but it's oh, technically it did, a sequel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to dark cloud, but I'm going to give you specific examples now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause dark cloud had a, um, for the time, very robust world building mechanic where you, the whole point of the game was you were looking for the spheres that contained items from the world that was shattered. Um, and then you put them together and there, there was this, um, uh, character driven, like the, the people that you were rescuing in these bubbles, they would say, Oh, back then, uh, I used to love being next to like a waterfall, whatever. Let's just use that as an example. So you'd start to build them the way they want it. And I think with today's AI, today's technology and the amount of shit you could have on the screen, you could remake this and make the villages that you're rescuing massive and make it almost like part dungeon crawling RPG and part simulator. And that's how I would reimagine Dark Cloud. Um, I would make it almost like the messenger in a way, but like with 3D, you know, true graphics where you're rebuilding the world, but like everything is interconnected um, and there's stuff that you can miss that, but you could still beat the game. You know, like the, like the rebuilding the city isn't the end game. Like defeating the boss is the end game, but then you could go and find little nooks and crannies, like a breath of the wild where, Oh shit, here's the pizzeria, like whatever, you know, like you could find, still find cool stuff. That's how I would reimagine dark cloud. And I'd I buy would, it. I would remake, I would remake Pepsi man. I, I think they see, wasn't that didn't they do that? It. They may have. I need to see a guy in a Pepsi skin tight spandex outfit in 4K 60 FPS collecting about bottle caps and spreading Pepsi awareness all around the globe. Let me see that Pepsi dong. Let me get that pep dong. Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna bring us to the end of the show. Don't worry, we are giving away one more code. I'm gonna do it right one before more. we sign off. So get in get if you're in the chat live, exclamation point raffle. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens. I am at Batchild27. Yes, 27. Uh, Andy is at Pants Guy and uh, Taylor is at It's Perjure. You can follow Taylor on Twitch. Taylor, you're you're getting, you're you're like, you're moving up in the world there, over there on the Twitch. What do you got? What are you doing lately? Anything I, fun? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Just, just hanging out. Uh, but yeah, stuff. I am... 12 followers away from 600 i believe oh, Hell yeah. 18 followers Hell yeah sorry i mathed yeah. wrong math well math is hard and uh twitter just did a purge so all the bot accounts are gone so mm-hmm. that's good yeah. um and that's twitch.tv slash it's purger it's always a fun time hanging out with purger it's always a fun time playing games with purger um if you want to follow me on Twitch, I'm twi- uh, twitch.tv slash batchild, and I would appreciate that. Uh what else? Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash ds podcasts we want to thank all of our listeners all of our viewers and we're going to thank them in a very special way right now by giving away our third code of the show for what the dub so remember folks you could win prizes you gotta hang out in our chat during the live show you know what i mean come on now don't be dumb go do it (laughs) there are three of you in there and that's how we're gonna do it we're gonna close it right there so the winner is bink Britster, a winner oh, is you. There we go. There we go. Congratulations, Britster. Right. Andy will throw that right in your face. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. In face. Right in your mouth. Um, thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up and hit the subscribe button. We are almost at 600 
subscribers on Ooh, YouTube. We want to try and get a thousand by the end of the year. We, you have so much content on there. Dungeons and Dragons. Game Pass or, or Play is coming back very soon. Uh, we're going to have some video reviews very soon. We have reviews being written right now that we're going to hopefully turn into video reviews. Um, and a new game that I actually just got a code for, for the PlayStation 5. Mm. Who's going to be playing that? Who's going to be reviewing it? I don't know. We don't know. But check out dualscreens.com for all that. Patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Thanks again to our Patreon producers, FNH Paul, Vegas Girl on Fire, and Colton the Apprentice Nestler. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Taylor. I love you both. You and I love it. yelling at both of you because it's great. It was great. And I love being yelled at. It's invigorating. Right? I love isn't yelling it, at you. Isn't it's it great. gets me going? It's oh, good. I feel like it's release. You guys are yeah. you guys are just gonna get up. I love you both. At the I end of this show, that. you're gonna yeah, get up and have so full much. screaming erections. That's what you're just gonna have this full. <laughs> Bonner, just boom, right out there. Anyway, thank you guys. I love you. And as always, please be excellent to each other.